Harrison, look, it's the citizens of Freetown. Right there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. What's up, everybody? (laughs) Yeah, that's not the citizens of Freetown. It's a new podcast to to guest on our show. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Well, and uh, yeah, if you guys are listening to this, if you guys are looking at our awesome faces and or hearing my voice uh, uh, on Apple Podcasts or any, any of those other places, then you are listening to the Fulcrum Entertainment Podcast. And uh, uh, yeah, what's up, everybody? I am Gilbert. I'm joined by my buddy Harrison. And today, uh, in case you guys couldn't tell, yeah, we are joined by once again another podcast. This is our second. Uh, well, yeah, the second of its kind, I guess, because if you think about it, because what's your, what's your podcast name, guys? Uh, we're from uh, from a certain point of view. Uh, yeah, and that, the reason I say that is because you are the second certain point of view that we've had on this show. Oh, gee, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a you, couple yeah. floating around. Yeah, yeah. You guys, I think you guys are from a certain point of view. These guys were a certain. Po- the point is, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's all that all important from word there at the beginning. Yeah, so this, but, yeah. It depends <laughs> on what how you started. Yep. Oh, all right. We got we got a couple of people in the chat already. We got General Chinobi. What's up? Hello, General Chinobi. Thank you for joining us. Mr. Action. So yeah, guys, it, uh, it's the, the the time has finally come. We have like, it's been a long seven weeks, and we finally have the end of Book of Boba Fett. It has. Per, uh, I don't know about you guys personally. I mean, I know how, exactly how Harrison's been feeling because we've been talking about this whole time. But I don't know how you guys feel. But it's it's been an interesting ride. I I kind of enjoyed it. Like I, it's I'm kind of sad to see it go. Uh, how do how do you guys feel about that, uh, Adam and Josh? Whichever one you want. Uh, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Um, yeah, it's definitely been interesting. I think there's been ups and downs for me. There, there's things that I've definitely enjoyed about it. Um, things that I've scratched my head a little bit about. Um, and you know, I'm sure we'll get into a lot of that on, on the show here. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, how about you, Adam? Yeah, pretty much the same. I mean, overall, I, I, I did enjoy the show, you know, um, you know, for what it is chapters one through seven now having seen everything, um, I did enjoy it. Uh, but like Josh, I, I had some complaints. The the finale kind of let me down a good bit, uh, but still, overall, it was a fun ride. Yeah, see, I'm I'm kind of, I think we're all kind of in the same boat. There is that I don't know. That's just a problem with finales. You don't know what to expect, and you build it up on so much in your head, especially with a character that's so revered as Boba Fett. And then, I mean, it it it, it was bound to be as just a dis- well, disappointing in some ways. I'm not going to say a complete disappointment. But yeah, I know there are some people, General Chinobi, <laughs> that are ju- that just are are insanely just like not about this show at all. But <laughs> yeah, uh, Harrison, how, how about you? Are you are you sad to see the show go? I know you had a you had a, had a mixed bag with this. Yeah, I, I have had a mixed bag with it. Um, it's so odd because I, I have had a good time. It's I, I don't know what it's like. It's like someone asked me to a party. And then I turned up to the party and none of the people I was told were there were actually there. Like it was in a different part of town to where I was told it was going to be. But then I had a really good time. <laughs> that makes sense. That, yeah, I can that's see a, that. That's a great way to go about that, Harrison. I like it. <laughs> I love it. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get right into it. So let me see here. Yeah, we start off uh, with them. Uh, let me see. We, yeah, we start off in the middle of the, or not in the middle of battle. We start off in the middle of uh, Freetown, or not in the middle of Mos Espa. God dang it. I'm all over the place with this. But we start off in the middle of Mos Espa <laughs> right after uh, Madame Garce's place got bombed, and they're standing right in the center of it. What, like, what did you guys think of this? Like, I'm, I'm like, are, it, 
she's dead, right? Like Madame Garcia, like we haven't, we didn't see her show up. She hasn't uh, like had any mention of her. There was no end credit scene with her like hand coming out of the debris or anything. So she, she's like, she's gone, right? I yeah, she's, she's she's definitely toast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. she's toast at Twilight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I I feel a little bummed about that. We talked about yeah, that last I agree. Week about I agree. What a waste of an actress of a, such a great actress. I I forget her. I'm I'm drawing a Jennifer blank on her Beals. name. There we go, Jennifer Beals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what like what a waste of that. Like you guys could have done so much more. You could have made her the bad guy. You guys could have made her like just I mean in any any number of other things, but you decide to kill her at the last second. Yeah, see what General Chinobi said. Poor Garza. I'm like, come on. Yeah, killed her at the last moment, and then you know, not very ceremonious either. Just gone, you know. Mm. And, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think there are some characters in any show that are always just going to be kind of side characters, and and sometimes we we think there's going to be more to those characters, but I I do think with this character, it seemed like there was more to her, and and that there was going to be more going on there with that character, and that just didn't end up being the case but yeah so i agree it was a bit of a waste absolutely and i can't i can't help but feel like the only reason they did this is so later on in the episode we can get those uh, mandalorian feels where they're all like where they're pinned down inside the you know the uh, him and Ma- him and uh, boba are pinned down inside the ship or inside the uh, building and they're sitting there like you should run i'm not gonna run we we fall together you know that whole thing yeah like, I, I just can't help but feel like they were trying to give us those those feels that we got from mando season one when uh uh moff gideon first showed up yeah they were kind of pinned down in a similar situation yeah yeah like a, a destroyed a, yeah. a messed up building like they was they were sitting there like it was like we were all focusing on mando i'm like <laughs> oh here hang, hang on a second harrison i just realized that i'm that it's Completely blocking out your face, so you know what I mean. Oh, get, oh. yeah. Oh, there we, go. <laughs> there we go. Get, let me let me get rid of that. But uh, yeah, so Curse it overlay. <laughs> I thought. Well, all right, so let's go ahead and talk about this for a minute. Uh, how awesome Cad Bane is, and how and just how personally in my mind he still he kind of stole the show anytime he was on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. Oh yeah. Although, although, like we can we if, if we can talk about this like right now if you got like if you guys are down with it but how do you feel about the way he went out it's yeah. started to grow on me um like i feel like it was fitting that it happened with boba fett um but i i can't escape this feeling that i think there was more for him to do down the road uh mm-hmm. that he could have been a, an interesting villain or an interesting character to bring in uh later but um the fact that it happened like it did with Boba, it was, it was a good, it was a good death scene. I just, I, I, I think he could have served more purposes. I'll just say it that way. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I think it's a real disappointment to see Cad Bane go out this fast. And I am notoriously wrong. It seems now on whenever I make predictions and I was like, they can't kill Cad Bane. He's got so <laughs> much left to do. And man, yeah, he just went out. Um, and while I mean, it is did- cool that he uses the stick. Yeah, like yeah, I thought yeah. that was I thought of the like I agree 100%. I wish that they'd done more with him. I wish they'd kept him around. And there's a lot of people going around who said I wish Cad had been uh introduced earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, technically he was introduced earlier. It's called the Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah, which I'm like that's kind of where you have to go with that is that like what the heck, man? Why would they only put him in here for two episodes? Because he's in so much more stuff that you, yeah, all y'all need to need to go watch. <laughs> but at any rate, yeah, like I feel like it, you're right, it's a wasted opportunity with him, or at the very least, like it 
it feels like they could have done a lot more there. But although there is that theory going around that people are saying that he's not dead, that he's he, like, even though he got stabbed, like he's get, we're going to end up with somewhere down the line that it turns out he is actually not dead or it's like he was just faking it or something. Cause we've had that kind of stuff before, uh, before where Cad Bane has faked his own death or like, yeah, he's, or he's pretending yeah. like it, like he's tricked Jedi into, into thinking he was dead for a minute there. So, and even what happens later in this episode with Cobb Vanth, I mean, and there's always going to be that possibility. So what I, I mean, I, th- I think he's dead, but would I be surprised to see him again? Not really. Clone Cad Bane. <laughs> I, do, I just think he's such, uh, in, in in terms of his live action turn here, he is very much an imposing, like scary looking villain. And I, I think he could have been used in, in, and hopefully we see this character in live action again, e- even if he is really dead here, maybe Maybe we get a series that takes place before this stuff and, and, and we see him again. I would like to see him again. So, Agreed. I think we could do a lot with that. Like, anytime we do any Clone Wars era or prequel era stuff, then absolutely. We could always bring mm-hmm. a live action Cad Bane back and even, like, even a younger looking one. Because at this point, I don't know how old Cad Bane's supposed to be. He's like maybe like 50s, 60s at this point. Yeah, that's but, probably fair. But yeah, like maybe we could see a younger Cad Bane like in his 20s, like when he was in his prime. Like I, I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, you, you said young Cad Bane. I'm like going like young Sheldon, like Flintstone. Maybe not that young. <laughs> oh god! I just imagine like Cad Bane's voice. He's like, when I was a little boy. <laughs> maybe we get maybe get a, a episode of him doing uh, pod racing on Tatooine. <laughs> oh, okay. So we got Honkler in the, in the chat. Apparently, he's saying he's sixty. So yeah, I'd like I, I would be down to watch to look at it to like watch a younger Cad Bane, like n- not that it really matters one way or the other because Cad Bane is Cad Bane, re- like regardless, he's still yeah. gonna be he's still gonna be that crazy bounty hunter that takes on a Rancor like it's nothing. Which, it was a little weird. There Do we you go. not agree when um, Boba Fett says, "And you're an old man," and I'm like Temuera, <laughs> Temuera, I hate to tell you this, dude, but so are you. Yeah, yeah, right. Well. He's younger by comparison. I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure Boba at this point is supposed to be in his 40s. Like he's he's only like in his 30s or he's supposed to be he's supposed to be in his late 30s, early 40s at this point. So he's he is younger than Cad Bane. But yeah, I but yeah, you're right. It's like I I do think this episode did um, reveal a little bit of his age because there are just some moments where like Boba Fett compared to the other heroes, especially compared obviously to the Mandalorian, uh, he's a little bit pudgy in this, a little bit slower. Um, so it's such an action-packed episode. You do notice it a lot more than you have before. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did, did that bug anyone? Like, did uh, like I know that this has been a major controversy or, or controversy for this show is that the fact that the Mandalorian ha- has had better episodes than Boba Fett. And it's called the Book of Boba Fett. So did that bug anyone that the Mandalorian kind of like had a better role than Boba in this episode? Uh, um, I'll start with. I'll go and start with uh, Adam. Go ahead. Yes and no. I mean, yes, because honestly, I think those episodes were would have been better used in The Mandalorian, but no, because they were so good, <laughs> you know, uh, that it's hard to really complain about them too much. Uh, I just think that they were in the wrong show. Mm. All right. I, I get that. Uh, how about you, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to seeing some Boba Fett action here in the finale and him using the jetpack, um, using his blaster, stuff like that. And then for whatever reason, and I don't know what it was exactly, but when it did happen, I just when I watched it, I haven't only watched it once, but I just wasn't really 
it didn't do much for me for some reason. Like I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it for whatever reason. I need to go back and watch it again. But I, I do feel like Mando kind of outshines Boba when they're on screen together. So maybe that's uh, a contributing factor to that. Yeah, you know, Beskar is shinier though, so maybe that's it is. Why. He does literally <laughs> outshine him. Let's see if you can find where the two of them are. But uh, yeah, I I kind of agree that yeah, Mando he just absolutely outshot and i think that's just because we're all we're, we've all had this uh, the last year and a half two years to fall in love with mando and just how badass he is he's mm-hmm. kind of become the new cool. boba fett like every yep. every every complaint that i've heard about boba fett how he's no longer the mysterious badass that you know never takes off his helmet like that is that is exactly what mando is now he is the mysterious badass who barely talks and he you know he doesn't take off his helmet he's like who is he what does he look like uh, like he, he has become the new boba fett mm-hmm. i would which, agree which is worrying is that in like 20 years time, I'm, I wonder what's going to happen with uh, Mando. He's going to become like, he's going to be old and pudgy and we're all going to be laughing at him. And, then, and we'll have a new, uh, like a hot new Mandalorian on the scene. <laughs> this one's got a baby um, Gungan. Exactly. exactly. They're, they're going to bring back the Gungans and they're going to somehow make a way to, to make Jar Jar Binks the most like popular character. <laughs> uh, uh Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We got Nicole Marie in the chat. So it's her first, it's, yeah, hey, her Nicole. First time, I assume, but yeah, it's her first time listening to our podcast. So thanks. Thanks very much. And and thank you for saying hit, uh, hit the, you hit the like button and subscribe. You are, you are I'm loved so and appreciated. You. Yeah. Very so, much so, you know, what, you know, what kind of bummed me, like, since we're already on this picture of like the Freetown residents, like, it kind of bugged me that Cobb Vanth didn't show up because we all were like, everyone was saying that he was going to show up. And like I know it was that end credit scene that he that oh well he's gonna get the robot arm or or like whatever whatever robot parts he gets. But did that bug you guys? Yeah, so that was a that was a complaint that I had. Like, first of all, it didn't look like he was lethally shot by Cad Bane. I mean, I'm pretty sure it hit the shoulder. And so I, I was expecting him to kind of hobble in. Like I don't I, I don't want Cad Bane, I, I don't want Cobb Vance to have died. And I kind of got that, but I didn't get it. I, like, I, I don't want it to have happened the way that it happened. I don't want him to, you know, be modded and come back just because that kind of cheapens any death going forward. You know, I already mentioned that with Cad Bane, you know, that I won't, I won't be surprised if he ends up getting modded to come back. You know, it just, it, it cheapens that, that sense of peril for these characters. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I just I feel good that he's not dead, uh, but I would have rather him just not have been shot dead. You know, it didn't <laughs> it didn't look like it didn't look like he was any mortal peril from that from that shot that he took. So I would have rather him just you know kind of hobbled in and and fought alongside them. But yeah, you know that's a good point. I I didn't think about that, but is that just going to be the new thing now? Is that anytime someone gets mortally wounded, it's just oh take it to the mod shop and now we're going to give them some robot parts. It's like how are they going to come back? You know, it's because it's almost like. You know, you, we've done this so many times now. I mean, with with, with Anakin, with Maul, with uh, Cobb Vanth, it just seems like there's always a way. And it's, uh, you know, and maybe I'm not talking about the way, but there's always a way <laughs> to bring someone back. And that gets a little old, I think. I agree, Adam. I, I think in any good show or any good film, there has to be a, a real threat to the characters. You have to really feel that they're in peril. Um, and they're in a real danger. So that does take away from that a bit. I agree. So here, let's go to the comments real quick. Uh, yeah, Nicole says, very good point, Adam, which yeah, it very really is. 
Honkler says, get a toaster stat. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the future of Star Wars right there. It's like, oh no, he's shot. Get him a toaster. <laughs> yeah, General Shinobi, there's no risk anymore. And Mr. Action, uh, you disappoint me. He's, he's watching the episode. <laughs> yeah, he's, as he's watching our review, he's watching the episode. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, you know that's that's a good point. Like I like the modders. I like the idea. Yeah, of, yeah. Know, I don't. I don't mind the modders at all. Like I, I'm not. I'm not like, ragging on them. I just. Well, don't no, like no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a really. What I was gonna say, it's a really cool uh, idea of like modding yourself and that, that sure, being sure. like, oh, I'm I want to do this because it's cool or because I like the idea of having a robot. But yeah, you're right. If we're if we're making that to where it's just that's how we bring people back, and it's that's just gonna be the the until the end of days. It's like, oh, this person died. It's cool. We'll bring them back and. Yeah, it, it almost kind of cheapens if Cad Bane does end up being alive, and it's just like, oh well, we he just you know he crawled to the nearest mod shop and got some robot parts. I'm like, yeah, nah, it kind of cheapens the whole thing, right? Like next thing you know, that's how Palpatine survived. I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking <laughs> with Cad Bane. You know, is he gonna walk in with his head head on a uh, protocol droid or something? Like you know, like <laughs> where's the line with that? You know what I mean? That, that would be really interesting. Cad Bane walking in with an R2-D2 head. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Harrison, I haven't heard from you in a minute. Uh, what do you think about that? Like, is it Does it bug you at all to have the, the modding be the new way of, like, say, of the ex machina that saves everyone? Yeah, I, I think that they're definitely using it a bit too liberally. Um, if, if it's used this way, uh, yeah, it, it's a bit much. Um, also, like, weirdly, this episode really actually you know, put a downer on the modders for me on, on a weird moment. I and mean, it was when they're in this firefight and then they're talking. And it's those British accents, weirdly, really kind of put me off. Because I'm like, you're a bunch of, like, Tatooinean, like, locals. Where did you get that accent from? <laughs> How did you manage that in, like, a town where everyone else is like, ah, oh, yeah, out here where the dust flows and they can't get no moisture. <laughs> But we we like Texas to mod. Accent. They're clearly from off world. They just don't really fit into Tatooine <laughs> at all, you know. Um, so so yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that they the way that they uh, like sound. I'm gonna say they may be from Coruscant or like they they're like rich kids who just decided to go slum it on Tatooine for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like I, the I thing to that, do. Yeah, that, actually, that kind of makes me really hate them. I think as well, they also... <laughs> I don't know how to describe this, but they, they have a certain British accent that, that really annoys me. The sort of like, oh yeah, you go and snipe them there. It's it's just, it's TV British and it winds me up. <laughs> it's TV British. So, you know, I, you know, I kind of get that because after after like the last three years of knowing you and Marshall, I'm like, you guys sound nothing like uh, <laughs> like we like British people sound on American TV. So I'm like, yeah, no, that's some BS right there. Yeah, like they pick people like within a certain radius of London, and then you just don't see the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, General Shinobi is backpacking through Tatooine. I'm like, that's basically what they're doing. That's why do you think their vestibules look so nice and clean? <laughs> oh, you know they're like coming yeah. back home. Like I can't believe you got a mod while you were on holiday. Do you know <laughs> the sanitary rating of that mod shop? I looked it up on Yelp. It's a two. <laughs> uh, so, you know, while we're while we're talking about the modders, actually, there was one part. Here, I'm going to try to. I'll I'll go to this so we can find it. But there was one part that I think was funny that a bunch of people got angry about. It's when uh, I think it's uh, Scad, isn't it? Is his name it's the dude with the eye mod? He ends up having this whole thing where he spins around and like in like slow motion and shoots. Did that bug any of you guys? 
I call like, that the yeah, most pointless spin move in dumb. history. <laughs> um, and that includes Anakin's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I think that's funny. Is it like Robert Rodriguez is just like, you know what? We need a cool move. Spin. We need a spin move right here. <laughs> I, 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 my my problem ahead, with that moment is twofold. Is first of all, um, yeah, I know Star Wars has had some other weird over the top moves like that before, but that doesn't have to be an excuse <laughs> to keep doing it. <laughs> you know, uh, for this type of situation. Second of all, um, in terms of continuity, black or Santon has had his leg practically blown off and can't walk on it, but scat or whatever his name is, decides to toss him up to let him stand while he does his little spin kneel. Uh, so he can, you know, look cool. And just kind of leaves Kersantan hanging on this on his dead leg. <laughs> so, I mean, like it just didn't make sense at all. Yeah, so. no. Like again, for a stylized thing, whatever. Like it, I guess, but because I, honestly, what I thought happened is I I didn't realize that he actually already had his gun in his hand. I thought it was like in a holster or something, and he did some like spun around grabbing it, like did some like eighties <laughs> move or something. Like, nah, it turns out he already had it, and that that spin was completely. <laughs> I just, he just, yeah, yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, see, I like yeah what Amanda said. No one ever spins like that in a firefight. Exactly. <laughs> if, if you spin like that, that's when that's when you die. <laughs> Pretty much. I am a bit disappointed. I feel like um, we could have had some wonderful uh, Robert Rodriguez Desperado style moments. Yeah. I don't know what you know, like Max Rebo comes out with like guns on his keyboard or something. <laughs> like I really would have loved some of that. And I think that might be what he was trying to do. But he's maybe yeah. maybe uh, Robert Rodriguez is getting old. It's like ah, eh, just spin. That, that would have been cool, actually. You know, if they, if like the citizens of Mos Espa came, like started banding together to fight. Like, I know we got that cool part with the Rancor showing up and saving yep. the day and everything. But I think it would have been also really badass if like the the citizens of Mos Espa actually fought the Trandosians and the Aqualish and ever and like the Pikes and everything like alongside Boba because, like, yeah, it, it's cool to see this fight, but it, it seemed pretty one sided when you think about it. Like they, like all of 15 people from Freetown show up and it's like, that's not a, that's not an army. That's a platoon at the most. That's a squad. It, it's good that you bring that up. Cause there is a weird disconnect in this. There's a lot of talk about like, you know, it's for the good of this city and the people here deserve better, but like the people here don't like you. Like they've actively turned on you multiple times. Like we never really see them. Like, I don't know who you're fighting for here, Boba. Yeah, yeah. there are times when it's hard to buy into like how committed Boba is to this place and, and his role here. And, um, you know, just that turn from being a bounty hunter to being this kind of um, big boss situation, you know, um, this, and everything. So, yeah, I agree. Do you do you guys think that that's a Disney thing? Because do you think that there was like a more hardcore? He was a proper crime boss, a bit more Breaking Bad style, say, and that Disney changed it a bit. I don't know where that comes from because I mean, like in the same series, you have Mando just being total. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to swear. Yeah. I don't know. No, go, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Badass. We're, we're... Yeah, we're on a family um, channel. <laughs> because, I mean, he's, Mando's cutting people's heads off and, you know, just chopping people in half, like brutal stuff. Uh, so I don't know where this this whole, you know, like benevolent king thing comes with Boba Fett, but um, it does make a little bit of a weird disconnect, I do agree. Yeah, I think one of the main issues I had with this series as a whole and one of the, for me, one of the fundamental problems is trying to change a villain into a hero here you know you're trying to 
um, changed a, a bounty hunter into a yeah, like Adam, like you said, like a, a benevolent crime lord, I guess. Um, so yeah, I don't. I, that was hard for me to believe in or want to see that. I guess. Yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, I've been, I have been defended this since day one. That like, I kind of get, you know, after spending an X amount of weeks or whatever in the Sarlacc pit and then years with the Tuscans. I'm like, maybe, you know, that changes your, like when you get eaten by a giant space worm, maybe that changes, changes your perspective a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like Maybe you don't want to be the bad guy anymore. And that also mm. questions whether or not Boba was even a bad guy. Like he was just doing his thing for, uh, you know, money. he was doing what he had been taught to do since mm -hmm. he was a child. When you're alone in that belt, you got a lot of time to reflect. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I, I get the feeling that, um, you know, I could see how he could change from that cold-blooded killer to, you know, I, I actually care about people and I, and I, I want to be a, a, you know, benevolent ruler. I could kind of get that. It's just he's not very good at it. He's not. Like, I love Boba Fett, but just, dude, you, you need to get, like, that's why Jabba the Hutt had advisors. That's why he, he let people do things for him. <laughs> that's why he had you. Right, right. But, yeah, no. Nah. I I think that we like they uh, I'm, if they do get a, a book of Boba Fett season two, I really hope and I and I think because like uh, I uh, I think that they'll be able to, to hash out a little more and get a little more of a hang with things because that's what happened with with Mandalorian, like Mandalorian season one. Well, awesome. They still were kind of toying with the concept and didn't actually have it down yet. Whereas season two, that you know very little about that was what could be complained about. Yeah, I think a, a large portion of this series was filling in the gaps um, of the Mandalorian season two and how Boba Fett showed up in the way that he did and the appearance that he had. And, um, and you know, like with all those flashbacks and everything in the back to tank, just like a lot of this was telling was filling those gaps and telling that that story. Exactly. And yeah, and I get the feeling that like season two, again, if they're assuming we get one, that we'll that we'll have a lot more time to like actually hash out who Boba is now and like and how he actually came to that change. And, and again, also, I'm sure we'll be able to see some times where he's not just, uh, you know, the benevolent ruler. He like I still want to see some stuff like we saw in Mandalorian season two, where he's like beating down stormtroopers with the gaffy stick, like, just <laughs> brutally not giving a crap. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, he says, uh, so we got General Shinobi in the chat, says, Roe is going to need guest host for Met Scarif Live if there's a season two. I don't have the strength for a second round. <laughs> well, we know how how Chantal feels about this. Yeah, I I know. I Like, every every time I see her on any stream, or or I was on actually uh, Press Play the other day with her uh, for like the 90s, uh, what's it, the 90s trivia night, and she said the same thing of like, don't get me started on on it. <laughs> Like she just like she is so angry about this show, <laughs> but I'm like, come on, what about the like? Let me see, where was it? Uh, let me see. Mister Action said somewhere a minute ago about about these guys. Like since we're since we're already here, I'm like, come on, we got some like giant spider droidicas. I'm like, does, was that not awesome? Like I, I personally, that was one of my favorite scenes is when they have like when I, they have I, these things pop out. I did like those. I, I, yeah, I they, they were, really were huge. They were versions of droid because yeah, I sure. really liked the. I mean, I honestly, I really liked this. Is probably my favorite part of this episode, not just this, but when you have the Rancor show up, kind of this Godzilla moment, uh, you know, with these mega monsters and mechs and whatever. Um, I thought it was, 
I thought that was really cool. I like I almost feel like this whole series was designed around the idea that we have to get on the the rank or at some point and then filling in the gaps, you know, backfill. <laughs> um like I feel like that was their hallmark moment. How do we get here? And that's, you know, that's where we came up with the rest of it. So it was really good. And it did it did lead to like my favorite part of this whole show where he's going like they're going to destroy the city and then he runs off to get help and I was like if you're going to go and get a goddamn kaiju to stop them destroying the city, I'm going to be so upset. I was also happy because I got that, like, um, we mentioned yeah. this in episode one, that kind of old Ray Harryhausen Clash of the Titans sort of monster, mm-hmm. and we get a similar kind of fight again with the Rancor. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't think about that. That's kind of what we did. It's, it's a God's, like, we got a, a Pacific Rim moment. We got the giant monster fighting a robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That, yeah, it's just it's on a Tatooine budget. <laughs> it's on a Tatooine. <laughs> so yeah, there's instead of there being giant skyscrapers or like you know the the Sears Tower or something like that, there's like a bunch of dirt buildings. <laughs> right. Yeah, oh no, right. my Adobe Hut, <laughs> Adobe. Although yeah, like that was probably I think I I smiled the biggest when I saw him ride in with the Rancor. Although that, how when did you have time to to learn that? Like you, you did not have <laughs> Danny Trejo must have been sitting there like, hey, wait, wait, you can't do that, man. You're you're not trained for that. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Like it was it was great, but it's like that was the only part of where like I'm like, you didn't learn how to drive that rank or you just jumped on it. <laughs> that's that's a good point. But still, great scene. Like the Rancor just completely wrecking everything. And then again, like I mentioned it before, when uh when uh Cad Bane shows up and then beats the Rancor by himself. That was or like scares it off. That was great. I I love that whole thing. And yeah, it was just it felt very Star Wars to me. Yeah, I agree. General Shinobi. Tally ho. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see here. Uh oh, can we can I just mention this because it's my favorite part of this whole show? I love um the the knee rockets. <laughs> oh like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but there was so much fun. I was, I was like, did he just did he just fire rockets out of his knees, and he did it again later. I was like, God damn, he did! And I love the pose that he that he does. Like he just stands there with his knee up in the air, and he's still like holding his gun, shooting and stuff. I'm like, dude, that is that is not at all a stable way to do that. And it's like, especially if you're trying to shoot a gun, like you're gonna knock yourself over. It feels a little bit like there was like, uh, so Tim Wera, do you have any like martial arts experience? Sir? I do Tai Chi. He's like, okay, we'll work that in somehow. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I agree, Amanda. The knee rockets are amazing. Yes, yes, they are. Also, I I just want to say that I love this part where he sends out the tweet like I was really hoping that the tweet like got shot now and like that maybe that's just me. <laughs> like like he's yeah, just like, I was... oh I, his words, not mine. Don't you I, I was like, come on, do it, do it, shoot him. <laughs> like I you killed off the cool tweet like and left this guy. Yeah, right. I, I will say that he kind of grew on me. Like I I, I I kind of liked them even in the first episodes of the, the groveling, like snoveling, sniveling, whatever it is, uh, servant, whatever he is. Um, but I, he, he was pretty funny. I thought I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed his. Yeah. I, I know, get the feeling of, he's going to show up. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I no, no, it's like, I was, I, I was just going to say, I kind of enjoyed his like, uh, you know, kind of uncomfortable <laughs> scenes where he tries to pull that stuff. Oh, There's yeah. one part where the when the Rancor goes on a rampage, uh, him and Pelimoto are, are hiding behind a table, and like they have this whole Jurassic Park moment where they scream. 
And yeah, yeah. So I get the feeling we're probably going to have him show up again in Mando season three. And I, I don't want him to be there, but I get the feeling he's going to be like her, her assistant or something now. <laughs> I, I'm hoping he becomes um, Major Domo for uh, uh, Boba. Because I'm like, uh, yeah, he's got no one else to work for. And like, he, he's pretty good as being Major Domo. Like, you're just a slimy old, you know, Twilight guy. Yeah, that works. He, oh, God. He's going to become his uh, Bib Fortuna. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think I have I have to agree with uh, Shanti's comment here. Uh, you you killed Garza but kept this nitwit. <laughs> yeah, let's highlight that one. Um, I'm I'm on the same page. I I would not have been sad to see him go. Uh, in my opinion, yeah. To me, that was just a a bad move. Like, why did you keep him around? Like, yeah, whatever. It's because you wanted to show that Boba and Mando are heroes. They're not going to just let this guy die. But I'm like, why not? Just. <laughs> Like, I, I know that's horrible to say, but I'm like, come on, no one liked that yeah. guy. So there's another uh, comment that General Shinobi said, Grogu is everything. And I'm like, I am afraid I have to agree that that scene, first of all, when, when Luke's X-Wing showed up, I was really crossing my fingers that Luke would actually be part of the battle. But Yeah, and like he was coming, I thought, oh, Luke's coming back to Tatooine again. That would have been like a, a great moment to see that. But Luke was like, I ain't going back to that Shit. freaking planet again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just send that, R2. <laughs> Screw that. See, yeah, I, I thought about that. I'm like, what if he was just sitting there like, oh, I, I can't go back to Tatooine. They're, they're all going to recognize, they're going to they're gonna know who I am. Uh, I, I mean, not only because he's a, he's a hero of the rebellion, but because like it'll just be like hey luke luke remember me from high school it's oh god no no (laughs) we ran into each other at tashi station exactly yeah runs into that one weird like rodian dude he was always like the weird guy in school (laughs) but but yeah i thought it was but it was still a good choice to have i think it was cool to have grogu show up at the very beginning there because then yeah like we get him uh hopping in there with pelimo at like the worst possible moment that they could (laughs) <laughs> which i i just thought that was great and it felt a very, like a very mando moment although like it, it kind of goes to that same problem of like dang it this should have been in the uh, mandalorian that's yeah that's mm-hmm. kind of how i felt about it too although yeah very yeah. very heartwarming to have uh, him see grogu and then grogu instantly jump into his arms i'm like oh yeah like <laughs> i i love that moment like that moment gave me the feels for sure when he jumped into his arms but it was almost like oh i wish this didn't wouldn't have happened so soon. You know, I, I, I wish we could have got more time where they were separated and you would have felt that the impact of that a little bit more if it had happened uh, mid to late season three. That's when I thought the re- reunion would take place. But, but we ended up getting it in Boba Fett. So that was kind of su- surprising. And I don't know if it was in a good way or not. <laughs> I also I like your little Grogu on the on the table behind you. There, there he is. Yep. He's lit up. <laughs> got but, the spotlight yeah, got- on him. You know, so I want to talk about actually since we did get that, like uh, I want to talk about that real quick. Like, what do you think is going to happen with that? Like, we we talked a little bit about what we think is going to happen with Boba. Like, uh, are we going to be getting more? Well, obviously we're going to be getting more of him and Grogu. But like, what uh, are we going to be getting any more of like Grogu's Jedi training, or is there going to be more like Force stuff? Or or would you guys think we're done with that? Kind of feel I like think... we're done with it. Oh, interesting. Oh, uh, Harrison, how about you? What do you think? I think, again, with that, similar to the idea of if you don't see someone die, they're not dead. Um, we didn't see the choice. That's and I fair. think the mm-hmm. details of that choice will come up and we'll find out like what actually happened. And I there might be a little bit more to it. I changed my mind. I agree with him. 
<laughs> I, I definitely want to agree with you, Harrison. I, I like that idea. Like personally, I I just I like the idea that uh, so let me see. I like the idea that Grogu is going to end up like maybe not learning more about the Force, but I like the idea that he'll maybe learn uh, from other Force users. Like instead of just learning the Jedi, like maybe he'll learn from like you know we talked about or we talked about like I believe it was last week that there are other Force users. There are other people who have who like study the Force. You know, like the Witches of Dathomir. Or there's like uh, the wills, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there, there are people who who like have force ability outside of the Jedi. So I would like to see Brogu maybe start le- uh, exploring that a little more. Or hell, I'd I'd be down to see him start wielding the dark saber because you know what? It, it, by as a foundling, that's his by right. <laughs> like I want to see Grogu. Like hey. I want to see them. I want to see them mod it and turn it into a tiny little dark saber for Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> It does require him to beat the Mandalorian in battle, though. Which I'm sure uh, he could do. Yeah, no, he could just force choke him. <laughs> <laughs> like, Grogu versus the Mando, I think Grogu would totally win. Uncle <laughs> makes a very good point. Yeah, Grogu yeah. probably has more training than Luke in the Force. Yeah, which I think would be kind of cool to see more of like what Grogu already knows just kind of come out. Yeah, because Luke mentioned um, in the one episode that he was more rem- remembering things than than Luke like training him about things. You know, he was kind of remembering what he had been trained in already. And and they talked in this series about how the the first the the creator of the dark saber was Jedi and Mandalorian. So mm-hmm. it's is somehow like Grogu at some point going to be this Jedi and Mandalorian that, that wields the dark saber and everything. Are we, but are we going to be able to see how, how long does it take for him to become like at least a teenager or adult or something, <laughs> you know, cause like that could be too far in the future for us to, to see him be where he needs to be in age, I guess. But yeah, just some lingering questions. I think that is a good point is that like, since he can live for 900 years and he's at this point only a little over 50. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he could live for a good long while, but I'm I'm hoping it doesn't take very long. Like I I get the feeling that we're probably not going to see Grogu, you know, speak or be like walking around talking like a you know uh, adolescent or a teenager, probably until like another movie comes out or something. It's going to be a hundred years in the future. Then we'll suddenly run into Grogu again, and he'll and he'll <laughs> right. be like an adult, and Gro- and Mandela will be like long dead. So I I get the feeling it's going to be that kind of thing because Grogu, like the whole thing that made people fall in love with Grogu, is the fact that he's a baby. He does he doesn't talk. He doesn't. Like he mm-hmm. does, he makes all those weird noises that aren't actually sound, or you know, that aren't actually words. But like, if we actually had him be a a, a teenager, I feel like he loses his charm. Yeah, kind of like um, baby Groot and Groot. teenage Groot. <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it kind of gets tired after a minute. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff about his age does beg the question: with him being trained, how long does? Grogu's training have to be like is it longer than a regular Padawan's because he, he's a kid for longer mm-hmm. so are they just doing the same things like for like 10 <laughs> years <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> that's a good oh shit that is a good point like, but like if, if he was like with the Jedi already being trained in that flashback which is you know like what like 30 years ago or something so like was he supposed to have been Yoda level already by now, but just like a baby. That's a good point. Like that, that is a really good point. Yeah, that's kind of messed up at a certain point because if you think about how how he might age, 
like when you were getting to lightsaber training, some of them might, some of the other Padawans are like 10, 11, 12 years old. He's, he's sitting there. He's like, I'm already a hundred. I've been, I've been doing this for, for, for decades already. And he's like a little bait. Like how, how embarrassing would it be to, to lose in a Jedi in a lightsaber duel to a baby? Like, I feel like he totally could just because yeah. he has that much longer to practice than you do. Yes. Yeah, it's one of those things I try not to think too deeply about because it breaks down at that point. Yeah. <laughs> things start to break down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, that's, when we, when we actually start trying to look for the science in Star Wars, it yeah, becomes right, right. a whole other thing. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, let me see here. Oh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about this fight. Like them them teaming up and fighting the Pikes, uh, Boba and Mando. That was probably, I'm not going to say my, yeah, my favorite one was the Rancor, but this is probably my second to favorite just because like it was kind of cool to watch the two of them just like taking it, like the two guys take out the entirety of this army. So like mm-hmm. it, it really speaks to the training of the Mandalorians. And I just I love that. Like even even though you saw that they were getting like knocked down and, and getting beaten, they still were holding their own, and I love it. Uh, how do you how do you guys feel about it? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It was definitely one of my favorite aspects of of the episode, seeing them team up and work work together. And um, you know, I, I think when they originally were doing the Mandalorian and John Favreau and, and, and Dave Filoni really wanted to. I think they originally wanted to do like a Boba Fett show. But, you know, at that point, they weren't able to do that show. Um, And so they went with the Mandalorian and kind of created their own Boba Fett in a way. And so I didn't think we were going to get to see Boba Fett. um, But then it turned out that they ended up getting to do that character, too, in the way it worked out. So um, it was cool seeing them both together, finally. See, one thing that really stood out to me was this scene in particular, where he tells him, that like Boba tells Mando that you should run and he says I'm not going to like I'm I'm here like I, I gave my word and mm-hmm. uh like he tells him I'm honor bound to stay here until one until we both fall and then uh Boba tells him like you really believe that I that Bantha Pudu or or that Bantha fodder mm-hmm. and he tells him he tells him yes Boba le- chuckles and says good so do you yeah. wonder I uh, does anyone else wonder if Boba's gonna start like looking into more of the Mandalorian ways or start or like season three of Mando, do you think Boba's going to show up and then like help him with the reclamation of Mandalore or with the with the uh, rebuilding of it? Um, I I could see Boba helping with that. I don't know if I think that Boba's going to buy into. I think Boba kind of has his own code. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that Boba's going to like start you know diving into the way or converting himself or whatever you want to say. Uh, but I could definitely see him showing up to help with Mandalore. I, I guess to me that the, the question comes up about um, Mando, about um, Din, you know, is he going to go, is he going to stay on the side of the way, you know, um, or is he going to go more towards like the Bo-Katan side and, 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 and that style of, of Mandalorian? You know, I think that's a big question for me. Um, you know, who is he going to, which side is he going to affiliate himself with? Because I think in the third season, we're going to see that conflict arise between the, the Mandalorians. That is a good point. Yeah. It's like, we, cause we have uh, Mando being, uh, you know, the, the order of the watch or, or being mm-hmm. the, or was it? Yeah. I think it's like the night. Oh yeah. He's a member of death. Like he's a, yeah. He's a member of, the, of like death watch or like the, the remnants of that the remnants like, of, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's uh, then we have uh, what's it called? Um, Boba being his own thing, like he's not, he's not really a, a very observant Mandalorian, but he's still he has the armor, he has the honor, he has like the training, you know. 
Then we have Bo-Katan, who is just she is Bo-Katan. It's really there's the best way you can describe her. <laughs> like we have Sabine Wren, who is her own version of Mandalorian. Like I would kind of like I would very much like to see all these characters converge and actually have like almost a war of the Mandos. That that'd be kind of mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Like and as far as Boba. I get the feeling that he would probably side with Mando, but yeah, it, w- it would be interesting to see those two different uh, creeds like actually kind of go head to head and see which one comes out on top. I do think that we're going to get like a sort of typical kind of, you know, I'm staying out of this sort of moment with Boba only for him to show up, you know, to, to help out because it's his friend and he understands the importance of restoring a planet to its people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm all right, Honkler. I'm confused by what you're saying here. Not like Boba put it, princess. I, I'm, I, I'm confused by that. You might have to uh, clarify what you're what you're saying there. And Amanda says that yeah, Boba or Boba does owe Mando a big favor. To an extent, yeah. I I feel like this, like he the favor was that he saved Grogu, and this was him returning that favor. But yeah, but I, I would it'd be kind of cool to see have Boba show up and be like, here, man, I owe you for saving Mos Espa. Mm-hmm. As far as that. Uh, so like, all right. So actually that's one thing I do want to, I, I did ask already, but I do want to talk a little more is that do you, yeah. Do you guys think we're legitimately going to get Boba in season three of Mando or are we done with Boba for a minute? Mm. I almost think we kind of better. I think he'll show up. Oh, he called, he called Bo Prince. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I see what you're saying. Yeah. When he like, when Boba called her, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I got you now, but uh, all right. So Adam, how about you? Like legitimate, like, do you think he's going to show up or if it is like, it'd be a cameo role. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see him show up to help with the Mandalore stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. Same for you, Josh. I take it. Yep. yep. All right, cool. Let's see here. Uh, you know, one thing that kind of bums me is that we talked a little bit, uh, we talked a little bit about Chrysanthemum, about Boba, about, uh, the Mando. We haven't really talked very much about Fennec, and that's just because she's not there at all. Like mm-hmm. she show, like mm-hmm. she shows up for all of five minutes, saves the modders, and then she runs off, and then she's gone the whole episode. Like that was kind yeah. Of I almost that- forgot about her for a minute, and then uh, yeah. she showed up at the end again, and I was like, oh yeah, that's that's where she went. I forgot about that. You know. Yeah. Let me see if I can if I can find that scene. Also, I do, I do want to talk about th- that with Grogu, but <laughs> mm-hmm. let's go ahead and... Yeah, there we go. There we go. So I love this where, like, this is probably the most brutal... Like, other than Mando chopping that dude in half, it's probably the most brutal thing that we've gotten this whole season. And, Definitely. like, for no small part because of what happens to Mach Shais, it's just like... <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's hope I can get... We can do this without getting copyrighted. There we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I heard that just, was Robert Rodriguez. But he played Mokshais. I I think he played the voice actor. Yeah. Oh, just the voice. Okay, not the guy in the, the costume. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See. All right. You're right. Uh, Nicole. She got a big moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like same thing for Amanda. Like she agrees with us that it, we, she wasn't in it for most part. But yeah, we get this cool part at the end. But I'm like, that's just so such a waste because I wanted to see. Like I thought it would have been cool if if Fennec showed up during the Cad Bane fight and actually mentioned that she had fought Cad Bane as well. Like that felt like a missed yeah. opportunity. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yep. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's... I think as well, it's interesting that this this feels like a moment that we almost an old Boba Fett would have gotten this moment, where you know, mm-hmm. like everyone else is celebrating, but Boba Fett is on the job, being ruthless, knows there's still loose ends to tie up, but Fennec's kind of doing that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, like, that's well, that was always kind of my thing is that it's the same thing for Jabba the Hutt. Like Jabba the Hutt didn't go and kill people himself. He sent Boba Fett to do it. Now, uh, Fennec Shand is like his Boba Fett. Like she's she's his enforcer. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. So, uh, like that was so the, I, at any rate that was pretty cool. Like having her there, but it just felt like a bummer that she didn't have more of a role. Because I'm like I because I would love to have seen her just kick more ass in that in that episode. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I do think that like a lot of actually the the like gunfight stuff isn't that interesting. Like the when we when we get the um the giant droidicas in and when we get the rancor in it becomes much more but like a lot of that fight is they're just behind um with the guys of Freetown just standing behind that speeder. And it's like this is this is kind of a dull scene, like um and just pretty uninspired really. I completely agree with you, Harrison. I mean, I think one of my main complaints about this episode is Robert Rodriguez's direction of the action scenes. You know, there's nothing really special about them. There's nothing that um, does much for the the viewer, in my opinion. I agree with, I echo the the things you said. Oh, yeah, you're right. And and it's something we've been talking about since episode one on this. Mm-hmm. But like I was saying, when I saw on episode one at the end, I was director of Robert Rodriguez. I'm thinking the fights in that just weren't very good. Like when they get ambushed in the streets of Mos Espa, it's just they just kind of stand around and hit them with sticks. Everyone mm-hmm. stays in one place. Um, I've been a little bit disappointed by that. And again, it shows you that then like the best episodes are the ones that maybe Robert Rodriguez wasn't part of, like the more Mandalorian based ones with like Bryce Dallas Howard and everything. Yeah, I, I said the same exact thing on our, our Adam and I recorded our show earlier, and I, I felt like the, the strongest episodes were the ones that directly involved the team that works on The Mandalorian, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, John Favreau, Dave Filoni. The, those were the highlights for me of, of this series as well. I need to look that up because I, I was could have sworn that didn't Robert Rodriguez direct the, the first episode that Mando or that Boba showed up in uh, season two of, of uh, Mandalorian? Like that, yeah. that episode where Boba shows up and he yeah. starts to, and he beats the hell out of really like that. We yeah. really like that one, Adam and I both, right? Yep. So, yeah. so yeah, that's a really weird thing. Is that like because that mm-hmm. is hailed yeah. as one of the greatest fight scenes, at least of that of that show. So yeah. I don't understand how Robert Rodriguez can have something can direct something so cool like that and then come back over here and it's like, oh yeah, but when we're doing guns fights, like I I don't know what the what to do. Mm-hmm. Like just just stand <laughs> behind something, shoot at each other. You, you know. Like I, I get, I get the feeling that had this been like a brawl, or had this been like, all right, guys, we're gonna have swords, we're gonna have like gaffy sticks, we're gonna have all kinds. Of, it'd be a bunch of melee weapons. It probably would have been a lot cooler fight, but because it's a yeah. bunch of shooting, I don't know if he if he knows how to do gunfights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or whether it's just that the rancor stuff was so much like of the day they were like, we need to add in all this dialogue, all this time to the episode, and we've mm-hmm. run out of budget or time to do something interesting, so everyone just stand behind this speeder. <laughs> yeah right. right right yeah and t- until the speeder is bl- yeah just blows up like i like how yeah you're right it's just stand behind the speeder until it blows up and then go stand behind this wall until it gets shot to death <laughs> like because yeah like that's the end of that's the like, majority of the of the freetown fight you know let's see if i can find it is them just standing behind a wall like hiding mm-hmm. and then and then yeah, once once they get up there and start shooting the pikes, then it's like, all right, go push. And then, then they go out and start shooting. But even then, they don't really go anywhere. Right. So yeah, I'm like, I was yeah, like see that? Yeah, right there. They're yeah. still just they're still just hanging out. I'm like, mm-hmm. it it seemed like kind of a pointless fight, but yeah, I, I argue that 
had they been a lot had it like i said had it been a lot more melee based it would have been better mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. i think even like some of the things like it's even sad that we didn't get to see more with um when all the other gangs uh betray boba and we get those sort of moments where you know where Kashantan versus the Trandoshans, which I was just like, why did you send him to fight the Trandoshans? Like, like I just feel like that was gonna go badly. Whatever happened, um, you yeah. you know why? <laughs> 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 nah, but but at any rate, I, you're right. That that opening scene where just like the Gamorreans get killed, like yeah, they just Shandy get shoved off the cliff. I was like, what? Oh, this poor Gamorreans. <laughs> Forget this is Sparta. <laughs> yeah no but that was that was really bad i like how they don't even take a moment to be like oh no my guards or just just like eh. <laughs> no they were just gone and they didn't like, put up much of a fight either um yeah no that was that's kind of a bummer for them like it, after all the like the, the whole season we've seen them actually be kind of badass like they took on chris Anton pretty well mm -hmm. and then th they get taken down by a bunch of dog faced whatever the heck these guys are <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I also um do you remember how excited we were, Gilbert, when we discovered Phil Lamar in Spider-Man 2? Yes. I was really happy when I realized it's Phil Lamar again with uh I, I'm guessing it's not him in the makeup, it's just the voice for him. Again, we've oh. got Phil Lamar as the dog-faced uh, gangster. Yeah, he's the like the leader of them. That's a, that's kind of I like that. We Phil Lamar is coming a, uh, like a hit sensation on this show. Yeah, yeah, he's, right. he's the Fulcrum Entertainment's Where's Waldo? Is where's Phil Lamar? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Like, well, I, I, it was bittersweet. I enjoyed the scene, but I'm like, oh, those poor Gamorians. Right. Yeah. So also, I think it I was... oh, go ahead, Harrison. Oh yeah, it was just that, like I think we could have had a little bit more action. Like they could have been more fun with it. Like again, when the Trandoshans all pile onto Chrysanthemum, I was like, oh, I would have really loved to have seen Chrysanthemum just fight through that because it happens, but it happens off screen. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. See. I think it would have been great. Like I know that this was, it was to add that like oh no factor of it all. Like we were pinned down, we're getting taken down. But in literally like two episodes before this, we saw Chrysanthemum just totally wreck an entire room full of of uh, Trandosians. Like provided they weren't armed or anything, they didn't have knives. But I think it would have been really cool if Chrysanthemum just could have handled this whole thing by himself and not worried. Yeah, and I think in in yeah. other things he definitely could have. Which it's a little bit sad that we don't get it in this episode. I want to talk about this real quick. Uh, Amanda says, "Have you seen the meme of Boba and the ghosts are like it's a uh, Return of the Jedi and Boba yeah. sitting there like he's the Luke, he's Luke sitting there looking at the ghosts and the ghosts of the two Gamorreans." Yeah, that, I saw that <laughs> earlier. That was fun. I have seen that as well. That was pretty great. <laughs> All right, so there actually, you know, since we brought up this scene, there's one part I want to talk about, and it was uh, when Boba's on the radio with the modders. Uh, I forget the girl's name, the the one on the blue uh, Vespa. But I believe that there's this one part that like kind of stuck out to me, and I I don't know if you guys it might be one of those one of these things that I'm alone here on, but I feel like she, she says, uh, like, "Hey boss, like there's some, there's something weird going on." He's like, "What do you mean? I don't know. It's just it feels wrong." I'm like, "What what is that? What is that? Are you are you trying to are you trying to reference something here, guys? Like because I don't like I'm I'm open to it, but I, I don't know how how else everyone else feels about a force sensitive modder." Like, oh, that's uh, interesting. I didn't think about that, but that is interesting. Yeah, there's just one part. Like, there's not really sure. any. Right. There's no real reason for for them to be alarmed. But she's just like, wait, something feels wrong. I, I don't ah. know what's going on. Just something feels really wrong. And I'm like, huh. I wonder if that's her. Like, if it's supposed to be like they're referencing that she feels an affinity to huh. the force or something. Because not that they would. Not that that needs to go anywhere. I'm just. I'm wondering how. I want to feel the room and see how you guys feel about that, or or if that is if you guys got that at all. 
I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, John. Uh, so, whoever, I whoever. kind of have felt like um, this show actually has made me feel a little bit less happy about the Jedi. I like like I've, I'm sort of slowly, slowly making my way through all of the Star Wars, you know, extended universe and all the TV shows and everything. And often, the more I find about the Jedi, the less fun they are. And so, right now, I'm like, I don't want another Force person here. Like when you first mentioned it, I was like, oh, is that like a really bad like joke about like I've got a bad feeling about this? It's like, oh, something's really wrong. No, that's not the line, honey. <laughs> yeah, see, like that's, that's, this doesn't that feel stood, right. <laughs> yeah, see, that kind of stood out to me too. Like, I was wondering if that was the same thing. Of like, are they just doing like a this does? I have a bad feeling about, but but no, I'm like, it's just the way that she said it, and the way that like, I don't know, man, just something doesn't feel right right now. It's, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I wonder, I wonder if we're gonna end up getting something like the like the watch like season two of Boba a book of Boba Fett. Right. Uh, we're gonna have her like there'll be a fight or something in most but she's gonna reach her hand out and someone's gonna end up flying backwards. Like here. We yeah, are. I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on that idea. <laughs> hey, <laughs> lukewarm. Sitting inside of a tauntaun, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Nicole says uh, I must be force sensitive because I feel my intuition and gut feeling. Mm. Well, you know what? Maybe you are. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, nah, but. I just something that just it was just a, a weird little line that stood out to me. I I didn't know how you guys felt about it. But yeah, it was... no, I have to admit, passed over me. When yeah, I, I didn't it. really I was... catch that. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, mean, I, I remembered yeah. the line, but I didn't think about it in the way that you said there. But that 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 is interesting. So yeah, maybe like I said, maybe it was just me. At any rate, so I, I guess we we don't need another force sensitive because we already have Grogu, right? Yeah, and like yeah. I don't know. I guess like you could have a force sensitive character join like Boba's, you know, court part of his crew might be useful, but mm -hmm. I don't know if it has to be that character. It would be a bit odd, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, there was there wasn't really any reason to have any force users in here to begin with. Like, we'd have to have Grogu and have Luke and have all that stuff. Like, that was cool, but it was unnecessary because this is supposed to be like a Western. Like, it's supposed to be mm -hmm. the Book of Boba Fett. Where, like, he's not supposed to believe in the Force. They're supposed to, he's not supposed to have any of that kind of, like, affinity to that. He's supposed to be the bounty hunter, you know, that shoots first, asks questions later. So, right. Yeah, I agree. But, but yeah, I'm like, wh but whatever. I understand why they put that in there. It's just, it, I, I feel like the whole idea of adding the Jedi into this is probably unnecessary because of just what we're supposed to be, like, the story we're supposed to be telling. Mm. Either yeah, way, I agree though. With you. That said, too late. We already added the Jedi in, so why not? Let's let's have another. <laughs> anyway, uh, we since I mentioned Grogu, actually, I did I did want to talk about this real quick before we uh, move on. Is what you guys think of him doing uh, the whole like Gamora or not Gamora, uh, the whole Rancor like calming down scene? It was weird. Does anyone else think it was weird that the Rancor didn't die? Uh, like, a little bit. Just, just with like how much damage that Rancor took, oh, I, like it just, it it just was, took those cannons to the gut. I thought it was weird that the Rancor didn't die, and I thought it was a bit of a stretch that even Chrysanthemum didn't didn't die. And I mean, they they took a massive beating, and it, you know, it was slightly too much um, mm. for me for that. them to for the, for them to survive. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of think that maybe the Rancor was. I don't know if there's some healing going on there also as he was kind of being calmed and put to sleep. I don't know if maybe that was kind of a oh, yeah, implication. 
Um, but I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a good scene. I like Grogu using his force powers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was really cool. I, I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was, it was awesome how Mando was like, here, I'll handle this and goes to fight the Gamorrean or, or the Gamorrean, the Rancor gets totally mm-hmm. wrecked. And then Grogu's like, nah, I got this. I just, I just put him to sleep. <laughs> so yeah, that was just, that was a really awesome scene. And Harrison, you're right. Like uh, throughout that whole fight, I'm sitting there like, oh man, this this rancor is going to die. It's gonna he's gonna get stabbed. It's gonna get shot. Like it gets like cut. It gets shot. It gets yeah. smacked around. I'm like, geez, dude. It's like I'm- really early on. It, it just takes one, just like a shot, like point blank. And I'm like, oh, that that thing must be done. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just kept on going. I was quite surprised. I'm, I'll admit, I'm kind of happy though because I didn't want the rancor to di- like that. Would be you want to talk about a waste like put the rancor in for for one episode and then we're just going to kill it off and then that's it no more no more rancor for boba fett right well i, I, I think... hate to do this to you guys but i'm gonna have to drop off here oh, to, of course yeah have to run it's no problem all right not a problem uh yeah See you, buddy. So, yeah thanks for joining in adam no thanks for having me i really appreciate it. I had a blast so thanks for i hope to do this again soon absolutely man you're welcome back anytime cool thank you thanks very much talk to you soon all right uh let's see here let's go to the comments real quick uh yeah, and looks like our our uh, the chat room is is in agreement that yeah they all loved the Grogu and mm-hmm. and Rancor scene and it was a really cool scene like yeah honestly it was, it was I wasn't expecting it to happen and so to have that in there to have him just walk up and use like Force Calm or whatever whatever power that is like I I did enjoy that like that was really awesome and it's it you know it's hard to it's hard to say no to Grogu you know what I mean. I do think it feeds into something we've already spoken about, about um, like death being too easy to get around with the modding. I think that this show had a problem of they didn't want to kill anyone. They wanted like a war and they wanted, you know, like violence, but they didn't want to lose any of these characters. So we mm-hmm. ha- we end up with no stakes at the end. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I mean, if you think about it, well, when you have the force power, when you have like the ability for Ray to use like force heal or whatever, I'm like, we no longer have any stakes anywhere. Like, if whether it's modding or using the force or you know just what magic and rainbows, I'm like, there's always going to be a way for them to come back in Star Wars, and that's just the unfortunate fact. Like, if if your character is popular enough, you're not going to die. That's just, that is how it goes. Unless, unless of course. It's like a sad, like really heartfelt moment that allows us all to to like immortalize you and love you forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like I said earlier, in, in in good TV shows and good films, you you have to have stakes, and you unfortunately do have to have some characters that don't make it, you know, for for you to f- kind of feel it mm. in that way. So, okay, so actually, here's a question, Josh, for you: as a who do you think if the show uh, needed someone to die? Who would you have killed mm-hmm. off? Like if you are you are Robert Rodriguez, you are the, the writer, director, or whatever of this episode, who do you kill off? Oh man, that is a, a great question. Um because I don't think you can probably not kill Boba Fett in his own series. <laughs> um, like, obviously, I, I would say Din, Grogu, and uh Boba. Those are the three you cannot kill off because otherwise people will run. Yeah. Yeah. But but um, like everyone else is fair game. Who do you kill? I, th- I think if Fennec had died, um, that would have had the biggest impact on Boba mm-hmm. Fett. Um, as much as I would hate to see her character go, I think that would definitely push. It would have given him the needed push to, um, you know, to possibly transform his character or get have his character develop more, 
or get to wherever his character needed to be. But, um, but yeah, I wouldn't necessarily want to see that character go, but I think that would have the biggest impact. All right. Yeah, I agree entirely. I would be yeah. so sad if, if Fennec ended up dying or something. Like if we did have, in fact, the Cad Bane Fennec fight and she ended up dying, mm-hmm. oh, you, you would yeah. see me weep like a little. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. But yeah, no. Um, at that point, though, I'm like, I don't know if, if you want to kill off Fennec because you have a lot more potential there with Ming-Na Wen. Mm-hmm. Personally, for me, I'm like, I feel like I would have killed off the modders because on the one hand, yeah, like they, you, like you have some potential with them, but at the same time, they weren't really a fan favorite. Oh and yeah, I would have been fine with with them. at least one of them. Like kill off yeah. one of the modders. <laughs> I, I wasn't. A, I was never a big fan of the, those characters, so I would have been fine. I, I guess I was just thinking about like because Fennec the whole time is trying to tell Boba Fett mm-hmm. that he can't be soft. You know, he has to be strong. He has to be um, a little bit ruthless. You know, to be able to be. Uh, this um, crime boss in, in on Tatooine, you know, he he needed to have a little bit more of an edge to him, um, and, and she's kind of feeding that information to him the whole time. So, if she would have died, then that would have really convinced him, like, oh, she's right. I, I've been too soft. I need to, you know. Um, so I guess point. that's that, just from a story perspective and, and character development perspective, I went with that one. But if I could have eliminated any of the characters, it would have been the mods. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, though. But yeah, you have a good point that she tells him he was too soft. And yeah, had mm-hmm. she died, that would have absolutely right. driven that point home, especially if she died because he was too weak to get, you know, to do the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Dang, man, that that is a good point. Ugh. I, I don't want Ming-Na Wen to die in that show, but yeah, like that would have been the probably the best way to go about it. And yeah, yeah same right there with you, Amanda. Yeah, the, the chat is died. crying out in terror right now. I absolutely agree with him. Wouldn't want to see Fennec die, but you're not wrong. It would have been the best death to have had. Like, One thing that's similar, I, I uh, we were talking about it earlier with Cad Bane. It would have been so nice, I think, if there had been a couple of little changes. Like, had, say, Cad Bane, if we'd seen Cad Bane turn up to the Tuscans and he be the one that killed them, and, like, he was, like, a character from the beginning, and so we had a bit more of the story building, so mm-hmm. it meant more when he fought him at the end of the finale, because obviously it means to uh, more to us if we know Clone Wars. But just right, within but if the you show... haven't, then it doesn't mean much at all, you know, if you if you haven't seen the Clone Wars. Exactly, yeah. yeah he's mm-hmm. been in one episode, and then, like, oh... Mm-hmm. It's gone. Yeah, that, that whole yeah. that whole so thing where he's like that that whole uh, conversation where he's like, "Oh, I it's not the first job I took from you, Boba." It's like I've known you a long time. Like that whole thing, like that just completely goes off the wayside unless you've known, unless you've watched the the entirety of well, all the episodes with him in the Clone Wars. Like unless you know his history yeah. of in Star Wars, then yeah, like this, you're right. This is a kind of a wasted moment. Mm-hmm. Do we do we know much about what Cad Bane was doing during the sort of Empire years? After Clone Wars, presumably working for well, well, actually, I was going to say presumably working for the Empire, but at the same time, I don't think so because the, there's this whole thing where he talks to Cobb Vanth, being like, "Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the Empire," like almost like with the with some like contempt in his voice, like he seems mm-hmm. to hate the Empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Like it'd be yeah. interesting to see if if Cad Bane ended up working for like like personally. Uh, if we're doing the uh, Andor series, I would love to see Cad Bane like work uh, for the M- or not the Empire for the Rebels a couple of times, but like the dark, like messed up Rebels that don't that don't care about like <laughs> oh hope and love and joy and like no screw that we're gonna kill people because we can. 
<laughs> yeah, like uh, Saw Guerrera's Rebels. <laughs> exactly. Or, like that, or yeah. yeah, or just Cassidy Andor himself. Like, I would love mm-hmm. to see Saw Guerrera and Cassian work with Cad Bane. Like, yeah. that would be... But then also have Cad Bane go a little too far and start, you know, like, gunning down innocent people because he doesn't care. Like, I would love to see that. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. love to see that kind of thing and then, then be like, okay, maybe this guy's a little too crazy for us. Like, yeah. that'd be... Personally, that'd be a great way to bring back Cad Bane and you wouldn't even have to worry about, like, oh, what happens if he does... Like, nope. He'll die later. Yeah. Yep. Don't worry about him. Yep. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so that's my personal prediction is that we're going to get Cad Bane back in Andor somehow. That'd be cool. Uh, let me see here. We're, we're pretty much getting to the end of this. I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with, uh, so like, were there like before we move on to predictions for the next or for next season or for anything else that's going to come forward, uh, let's, were there any other scenes or anything else you guys want to talk about? Any scenes that like stood out to you? Uh, Josh, how about like? I'm trying to think. Um, I think I think we covered them all. You know, the scenes that really stood out to me were um, Mando and Boba Fett teaming up. Um, the the showdown between Cat Bane and Boba Fett I thought was very cool. Um, the stuff with Grogu, uh, the, the stuff with the Rancor. Um, and I think we hit all of those points. So I don't I don't think there's anything else for me. All right. How about you, Harrison? Any other any other scenes that you want to talk about that stood out to you? No, I, I think I agree. Yeah, we we sort of went through it. I have to admit, for a finale, it's very linear. It's all you know in one place. One thing happens. That's a cool thing. But yeah, it means there's not as much plot points to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, I feel like yeah, we'd have probably been a little more had it jumped around. Had we gone back to Yavin or to Octu, whatever planet that was that that Luke is on for his like, mm. cat, had we gone back there for a minute, then yeah, there would have been more. But I mean, you're you're kind of right. It was it was pretty concise and pretty like. Uh, contained in this one area mm-hmm. all right so then let's go ahead and get to the two predictions for the future like uh for let's let's theoretical boba fett season two uh what, are, what do you think we're going to be seeing from there josh um i'm struggling because i have mixed feelings like i don't know if i if i want a season two or not um i'm, I'm sure we could get one i i can i can tell you like i think you guys were saying earlier um that if we get a season two then maybe we're settled in now you know we're i think gilbert i think you were saying that we're kind of settled into the character um and now we can just kind of take off with with his story and where he is now and and where he's going um i can tell you something i don't want to see and and this might make a lot of people might disagree with this because maybe they do want this but i really don't need or want a Cobb vanth like spinoff show um I don't need spinoff shows of every, you know, side character that's in Star Wars. I think it just becomes a little bit too much, at least for me. Um, and I guess if I were to give any predictions going into Mando season three, now that we um, have established that Grogu is back with Mando, Mando uh, maybe we see that internal conflict between the Mandalorians themselves and, and the fight over Mandalore and, and who's going to kind of be the leader. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely be with you on that one. Like, I I feel like because of the uh, in the fifth episode when he mentions that you know he took his helmet off and she tells him the only way to redeem himself is in uh, I think the the caverns or like the the uh, the caves under Mandalore. I think it's like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So he has to he's gonna have to go to Mandalore just just to be order able to get back into his uh, sect of like the yeah. Mandalorian. So um, I I definitely agree with that. We're, he's going to be going to Mandalore. Uh, we're we're probably gonna get. I'm willing to bet we're probably gonna get more Ahsoka in Mandalorian season three. 
And if, mm-hmm. if not, if not more Luke, we'll definitely get more Ahsoka and, and probably some more like stuff with her and Grogu. I really uh, hope to see Sabine Wren. Um, you know, it, whether it's in Ahsoka or in Mando season three, I really want to see Sabine in live action. Absolutely agreed. Uh, I think it'd be funny. Like, it'd be hilarious if they did mention a Cobb Vanth uh, series. I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's probably more than likely we're just going to see Cobb Vanth show up either in Mando season three or we'll have uh, him show up in, and again, in a theoretical uh, Book of Boba Fett season two. Mm-hmm. Like, we, for all we know, he might be in the next, in the next like Star Wars movie that they make. So, yeah, you never know. But I just, yeah, but I, I agree. I think, I don't think I want a Cobb Vance spinoff show. And I don't think we're going to get one. Well, okay. You know, I'm, I, we just got a comment that from Ultimate Soldier, but I'm afraid I'm not going to read that one. So y'all can just, <laughs> you all can just uh, go ahead and check that out for yourselves. And yeah. know that I don't really agree. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Harrison, how about you? What do you what do you think we're going to be getting for predictions for the next for any future uh, Star Wars? Like from Boba, from Din, go for it. Yeah, I don't know what um, what am I going to see. I'm trying to think what I'd like to see. If we're going to get some more Boba Fett, I think I think they could do some things I would prefer. Like say, I wouldn't have minded in this say if instead of having you know episodes where we hang out with the mandalorian more if we then got like some episodes where fennec has to go off and do something you know on boba fett's behalf and it's just like a fennec um centered episode you Mm -hmm. know that she's going off doing some sort of cool assassination like that would be pretty sweet to see i think i'd I'd love to see some more time with that um if we're not going to get it from boba i'd at least like to get it from someone um and i think fennec's a cool enough character to do it with Yes, I absolutely agree. I think that Boba's going to get involved with the Mandalorian in going to the Mandalore. I think I think Mandalorian is definitely that's like his aim. He's kind of tied into that now. He can't escape it now that he uh, is the current wielder of the mm-hmm. dark saber. Not only are we going to have um, I can never remember the the but the other Mandalorian. I never remember her name. She's going to be coming for him because she needs to fight him and win that sword. Um, so yeah, he, he can't escape that. He's going to have to go through that. And now, in order to find some sort of solace, I don't believe he's going to try and necessarily get back into the Mandalorian, like into the um, covert that he was in. But I think, you know, I, I do think that um, we're going to see the third season go into what actually matters to Din and him being like, I am a Mandalorian. There are things about the Mandalorian creed that I believe in. And here's how I think a Mandalorian should be. And ultimately, I want to see him being the new ruler of Mandalore, maybe a bit reluctantly, but, you know, a new kind of wise king to be like, mm-hmm. stop being dicks to each other. <laughs> like, maybe we can take our masks off sometimes and maybe that's okay. Yeah, I think that he could really be the bridge between the different uh, cultures, I guess, so to say, of, of Mandalore, um, where he has, you know, kind of experience on on both sides of it. And I wonder if he would go back to Luke for maybe some saber training with with the dark saber, possibly if we could maybe see that and we see Luke again. I'm, I'm yes, I would agree. Like that'd be great to see Luke again, but I'm still gonna go out on a on here and say that it's gonna be Ahsoka's job. Like, watch, mm-hmm. she, she's going to show up and then we'll have a bit of her, like, teaching Grogu about the Force. But then also we're definitely going to have her teaching uh, Din how to use a lightsaber. And I think that'd just be cool, a cool dichotomy of having a white lightsaber versus the darksaber and like that. Yeah. Like, that just, that's that, going to be a cool yeah, scene. That would be cool. Uh, real quick before we move on, uh, or before we get out of here, like, Honkler is asking, is Rangers still happening? I yeah. don't think so. I, I believe after that whole Gina Carano uh, nonsense, I think yeah, that... It's... 
I think that kind of derailed it, at mm-hmm. least for now. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm fairly sure if they are, then I it's going to be something entirely different from what it was supposed to be before. So like, they're, if it is still happening, they're probably restructuring it and probably doing a shit ton of rewrites right now. So yeah, because I'm, like, I'm sure she was going to be the lead in it, you know. So so there you go. Maybe show. we will get Rangers, but it'll just end up being a Cobb Vance show as opposed to because he was a marshal too. Yeah, like he was. <laughs> so yep. we'll have to just see. Uh, the, but the short answer is we don't know. <laughs> Uh, let me see here. So yeah, the last part I think I'll, I'll ask is what, uh, well, yeah, no, the last part I'll ask is what you guys will rate this. First of all, the episode and then the series as a, as a whole. So Harrison, you go ahead and go first. What out of five, what do you rate this episode? And then also the series. I'll give it, I'll give it a four. I, I, I don't know. Like, cause anything less feels a bit, feels wrong to say anything less for a finale, doesn't it? And it wasn't that bad. Um, but as a, as a series, three <laughs> like wow Ooh. Yeah. it's it's because it has to pay for some crimes like when it was good it was brilliant but when it was bad it was just so, it was so boring you know like the first episode wasn't that great second episode was amazing third episode again nothing much happened fourth episode really good and then just not the book of boba fett for two whole episodes yeah all right that's yeah that's true Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen those weird like have you ever seen that meme where it's like the the horse drawing is like a really good drawing and then it's slightly worse then slightly worse I saw like I've seen that where it's like the first two are really good then the next two are look like a stick drawing and the last one is like a tiger for some reason <laughs> it's like yeah no it but I, I get what you're saying it's like it randomly just becomes like varying levels of good and bad and as a result it's, of that yeah no I was trying to think of how to describe it and I was like it, it's like it's like say, say you got some cookies right you you bought yourself a box of cookies you bought a box of thin mints and you opened up and then two of them thin mints was samos and you'd be like I don't mind samos they're nice but excuse me little girl I bought a box of thin mints off you <laughs> it's like you are false advertising yeah. <laughs> All right, I Fair get what enough. you're saying. It's yeah. like it's not a it's not a bad thing. It's just that it's not what you wanted. It's not what you it's not what you came in here for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how about you, Josh? Uh, what do you uh, rate this episode, and what what would you rate the series? Um, I, I would give this episode probably a. a can, how how can we do decimals at all? <laughs> can we oh, do yeah. half, three point five? Can I do a three point two five? Can I do that? Sure. Um, Sure. I, I think I would give this up ep- this episode a 3.25 that um just because uh you know the directing of the action I had some issues with and there were just some head scratching like character choices um and, and different things that you know left me just wondering why that happened. Um but there were some cool things about it. I think the series overall I'd probably give a three and a half out of five. Um even though I didn't love the series, I really enjoyed it. But I also within this series got like two of my favorite episodes of live action Star Wars TV out of it. You know, they happen to involve the Mandalorian and, um, and, and you know, and that team more so. Um, but they were still a couple of my among my favorite Star Wars live action TV episodes. So. Mm-hmm. All right. See, uh, yeah, for me, Harrison, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I'm thinking, I, I think this episode gets a three and a half out of five because it's not okay. it wasn't a terrible episode but yeah you're right there was a lot of wasted like opportunities there was a lot of like just stuff that either shouldn't have been there or felt like it should have been in a mandalorian episode and like that that doesn't necessarily take away from it it just makes it not 
you know, like it wasn't what we were all hoping it would be of like the crazy all out battle of Mos Espa. And then as far as the series, I don't know, for me, the two Mando episodes actually save the series and make it a make it actually a four out of five for me. I'm like, if it hadn't been for those two Mando episodes, I might have actually been like, uh, this this series kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But those two Mando episodes absolutely saved everything and it made it, they just made the whole experience work. Like there was cool scenes in every episode, but those two episodes are I find very little, if if any flaws at all. I agree. So, yeah, they were outstanding. Yeah, see, and Amanda agrees as well. The Mando episodes were the best. And so yeah, that for me saved the whole series. And I'm mm-hmm. like, now a lot of people were were they'll be saying here it's like what the hell gilbert you like the episodes that weren't even about boba i'm like yes i did yes i absolutely <laughs> and and to me that again that saved the boba the boba series yeah but yeah, yeah. Like, like do either of you think you are ever gonna re-watch the non-mando episodes of book of boba maybe i probably i probably will i mean i i when it comes to star wars um i tend to watch this stuff over and over again um I don't know, you know, and, and for most things that I at least somewhat enjoy, I, I try to at least watch twice, you know, and I've already watched each of these episodes at least two times. I'll probably go back one more time through the whole series and watch it again just to, you know, see if I have a different take or a different look at some of this stuff and feel differently about it, you know, a little bit down the road. Interesting. Okay. Giving it more credit than I was going to give it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I would agree. See, like i'll i think i'll probably watch it a, a couple more times like if only, if only because like i have you know if i show it to someone else or if i ever just like maybe a few months down the line i get a hankering for like oh you know what i want to watch some boba fett again mm. i'll just pop that on but yeah as far as uh i don't know like i don't think i'll just be watching it on a regular basis you know maybe once or twice I'm in that position. Yeah. Like, I'm only going to watch it again because I've got to rewatch it with my girlfriend so she's caught up by the time mandalorian season three comes yeah. out and I'll, yeah. I'll definitely re rewatch it just for those two episodes in particular, um, five and six, um, you know, just when we get closer to Mando season three, just because they so directly tie into that storyline. Absolutely. It's that new Marshall. Oh my God. It's Mar- it is the, it is the Republic Marshall. <laughs> yeah. But what's going on, Marshall? It's good to see you in here. Uh, yeah. The, uh, I know that that means nothing to you, Josh. But Marshall is a is an old friend of our show. He's been on. He was used to be one of our regulars on the here until awesome. life happened. Yeah, that <laughs> but tends yeah. to happen. Yeah, indeed it does. But yeah, guys. So uh, I think we're about ready. Which is actually kind of sad, Marshall. You jumped in at the very last second because we're about ready to wrap this up. But uh, yeah, so great episode. Well, good episode. No, not great. <laughs> good episode. Uh, good. I was, I'm going to say great series. I, I don't regret watching it. I don't I don't think it was a bad it was a bad thing. What is it? it says what's going on, Gil? It's been a while. It, well, yeah, you're right. It has been a while. And what's going on? We're reviewing the Book of Boba. Wish you'd have been here for the last couple of because <laughs> you you would have had some cool stuff to say. I think you would like Boba Fett. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, maybe no. I don't know. I don't know. Does he like Boba Fett, uh, Harrison? I don't, I don't know if Marshall likes Star Wars at all. Marshall loves Star Wars. Marshall, you know, loves um, Darth Maul. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, at any rate, guys, I think we're about ready to wrap it up here, though. Uh, good, like, great series. Good episode. I, like I said, I don't regret watching it. And I, and like, uh, like you asked, I probably will watch it again. Uh, but more likely, I'll watch the Mando episodes more than anything else. 
Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but I, it's like I said earlier in the episode, Boba or Mando is now the new Boba. We just need to accept that. Like we just need to accept that there is there's a new guy on the block, and he is way better. Than, nah. Let's see what he said. Uh... <laughs> He's asking, "How could you forget that he loves Star Wars?" Well, I mean, you haven't been here to talk with us in in a while. So. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, I think we'll I think we'll wrap it up here. So I'll uh, I'll start with you, Josh. Like, thank you so much for for being here. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome to have you, and and then also uh, wait. I'm, I'm so Adam. sorry. I'm, Adam. Adam. There Adam. You, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm like, I don't know why I just drew a blank on his name, but it's, it right. was so great to have you and Adam here. Uh, it was awesome to have you guys. Uh, you had some really great points that I didn't even think about. Like some of the stuff you pointed out during this episode, I'm like, Oh, Holy crap. That, that's a good point. I didn't even. So it, it's always fun to have a new guest on the show and you guys were no exception on that one. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you guys for the invite. I, I am always glad to talk about things and get different points of view and, and see things in, in different lights. That's a great thing about having these kind of conversations. And and so we, we had a great time. I know I can speak for myself, too. Uh, it, was, it was a blast talking about this and, and I enjoyed it. So thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any plugs or anything? Anything you want to you want to talk about for your channel before we head out of here? Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jedi Jar Jar seventeen twenty two, and we are um, at certain POV Pod on Twitter for our podcast from a certain point of view. Um, so, thank you very much again. <laughs> May Absolutely. the porks be with you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Wonderful Nicole, Honkler. great. Yeah, great hanging out with you, new to you, too, Nicole uh, Honkler. May the porks be with you. Amanda, yes, great hanging out, and th- and I gotta say on a personal note to Amanda, thank you so much for uh, recommending this podcast and the Chorus Under Radio Underground because the- both of those podcasts have been just loads of fun to be on with, and so and then also you were as well. So so I, I gotta say we love the Red Five Network here. It's it's Actually, really great. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's been the best thing about the Book of Boba. It has brought us closer to such other wonderful podcasts. Like we we've been meeting loads of podcasts during this, so. Congratulations, Book of Boba. Maybe you weren't as bad as we thought. <laughs> yeah, you br- you brought people together, if nothing else. That's right. And then, uh, yeah, Harrison, as always, thank you for being on here. I mean, I know you don't really have much of a choice, <laughs> but no. Nah. But uh, thank you. Uh, you got any you got anything you want to talk about real quick? Any of your um, audiobooks? Yeah, small apology. Um, the, there hasn't been a Resident Evil uh, audiobook edition out yet this week. I'm going to try and get that out tomorrow. Sorry, um, as often, yes, life does happen. Uh, but the big thing is, yes, the book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus has not ended, but the audiobook of Boba Fett that we're doing here, Star Wars The Mandalorian Armor, is still continuing. And that will carry on on Wednesday. So turn up next Wednesday for the next part of that. Um, yeah, this Boba Fett is way colder than the one in the TV show. He just straight up let this guy die that he brought along, and it was ice cold. Um, so I'm going to find out what happens after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I've been seeing a lot of comments of people saying, this should have been the Book of Boba. I'm like, oi. <laughs> I think it's because everyone wants to see all the other bo- all the other bounty hunters. It would have been, and it would have been cool if we'd had Bosk, we'd had Zucker, so we'd had all those guys pile mm-hmm. in as well. But Well, maybe next time, time around. Ne- yeah, yeah, next next season. <laughs> But yeah, so thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys, everyone else in the chat in the comment. Thanks, Marshall, for showing up at the very end. And uh, hey, Marshall, if you ever want to show up again, you, we're always here waiting for you, buddy. We, we're always ready to talk some more Star Wars or Marvel or whatever with you, dude. But at any rate, 
Uh, thank you guys all for being here. Uh, it's been a blast. This has been the Fulcrum Entertainment Podcast. Uh, I am Gilbert. I'm joined here by Harrison and Josh. And uh, yeah, it, thank you guys for watching. We will see you both, or we see both. We'll see you all next.